The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Oh, the fickle fate of fakery. I know that uh, you love to write TripAdvisor reviews. I do. Uh, you like reading them as well. I've done a couple of them and I'm like, mm, whatever. Sometimes I, I will read them sometimes, but then they're asinine, like, oh, the sand was too sandy. Yeah. You know, that sort of stuff. My but favorite, there was no egg slicer. There in was the room. no yeah. egg slicer. Yeah. There's um, a story out today talking about. TripAdvisor reviews and allegations of how many of them are actually fake that they've been paid for. Yeah, we've not heard this of TripAdvisor before, but uh, a company... Doesn't surprise me. No, uh, although it's hard to say who's Mm. right and wrong here because the battle has gone public. There's a company called FakeSpot, and this is what they do. They find fakery among all kinds of sites where there's reviews or you know, followers who are not real on social media. That's what they do. Um, Now, on the other hand, TripAdvisor um, has a lot of in-house practices that they use to get rid of fake reviews. And it's always been my impression in reading TripAdvisor that they actually do seriously take it seriously, that they would like to have legitimate reviews. And I know in the past, Yelp, among others, has been accused of... um, problems associated with reviews. In their case, it was people who owned restaurants were being blackmailed by others saying that, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I represent this many Yelp users or I have this many uh, subscribers and I'm going to do this if I don't get a free that. But this story broke in England and what the story says, and it was because of fake spot, they said they looked at <clears throat> tens of thousands of uh, reviews on TripAdvisor and using algorithms... Uh, that were designed to spot this sort of thing, that they discovered up to a third of them Mm -hmm. might be false. And then um, they had, uh, what do you call it, anecdotal stories Mm -hmm. of individuals who say, yeah, there's companies out there that for the equivalent of, what, seven pounds, so like, what, 14 bucks, 14, 15 bucks, you can get this company to write a review that will pass that algorithm because it's not, they'll somebody will physically yeah. write the review, right? Yeah, um, they talked to a guy who apparently there, there was an email saying, hey, I, I'm, I'm a three and a half star now, I want to go up to a four and a half star. Right. Um, and this is how much money, how much it's going to cost me, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's the kind of business that, if you think about it, would be pretty easy to set up and do because, and they're saying that this one particular company offers 10 positive reviews mm-hmm. for a package price of What's that, about $140? Yeah. But it can have a huge impact on the business for the restaurant, right? Sure. So, but again, an individual with this company will sit down and actually write a positive review based on information you provide them. So, you know, hey, this is the kind of restaurant we are. This yeah. is what we serve. And, you know, and, and to be honest with you, you think about it. You think going from a three-star to a four-star or a three-and-a-half-star to a four-and-a-half-star is... Is significant. It's very significant because you have to take a look at sites like Expedia, yeah. uh, TripAdvisor, some of these others, the big sites, uh, Hotel, whatever it is. Dot com. Yeah. You can specify in your search Absolutely. what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And typically, that's exactly what I do. So when oh, yeah. I'm looking for a hotel, resort, restaurant, I say four star and or above. Or more, yep. Right? So getting bumped up from three and a half to four will suddenly put that restaurant in my search. Um, They were saying that the uh, fake reviews, 32.9% kind of overall, and that for uh, bed and breakfasts, it uh, rose to almost 42%. 
Now, here's the thing, and I say it's gone a little public because out comes this article and it quotes this company, mm -hmm. Fake Spot. And fake spots saying that they used very scientific methods, that this is what they do for a living, that they're very confident of their results. Um, but TripAdvisor um, has come out publicly. We totally reject the inaccurate and misleading findings <clears throat> presented by the yeah. Times. Uh, their claims about fake reviews in TripAdvisor are astonishingly bad clickbait journalism. So they went <laughs> after the paper. Yeah. Uh, then they went after FakeSpot. The method used by FakeSpot are completely unreliable for one simple reason. They have no access to the technical data you would need to determine whether or not a review is fake. So, I don't know, does that change anything for you? You kind of assume, well, don't you, as you said off the top of this, that some of them... I have always um, assumed when I'm reading reviews that some of them are are fake and some are just really legit grump grumpy bears, right, um, who've put them out there. I, I, I would find it hard to believe that any site could find nail it down completely. Yeah. Well, it's funny because, you know, as I say, FakeSpot talks to this uh, newspaper that prints the article, uh, TripAdvisor loses their minds over it mm. and accuses them of bad science. Mm -hmm. And now FakeSpot has shot back saying, hey, we're the experts in catching fake reviews, <laughs> not you. <laughs> uh, if the content wasn't useful, it was if it wasn't delivering great recommendations, then consumers wouldn't keep coming back yeah. to our site. When, when you can see... Um uh, you know, the whole bot issue when you see uh, p buying fake followers on, on Twitter, on Instagram, all of that sort of thing, it's, I have no doubt. Here's the thing. So it's, I guess it depends on how you use something like uh, TripAdvisor. I don't use it the way maybe, or maybe I do. I, I use it differently, th I think, than it was set up to, to be used. So you're supposed to, I think, look at it and get a general idea of what percentage thought it was excellent, very good, good, fair, poor, right? Um, and then make a decision based on that. I don't care about those percentages at all. And I rarely read the excellent reviews or very good or good reviews because those are happy people. So what I tend to use that for, it, for both entertainment mm -hmm. and information, is the <laughs> poor reviews, right? And they're not faked, you would assume, although it could be a disgruntled be. guest, right? Um, but they're pretty easy to spot when it's a disgruntled guest. And what I read them for is to draw to my attention what might be a shortcoming of the hotel and as to whether or not it matters to me. So give you a great example. The Royal and Playa del Carmen, which is our now annual tradition as a family to go to that, the number one complaint about that hotel among the poor reviews was that you share that the resort shares a beach with a public beach. Mm. So therefore, lots of locals, lots of people walking around, got to watch your valuables, like that kind of thing. That wasn't enough of a deal breaker for us. Everything else was fine, mm -hmm. right? So then you get down there and you see it for yourself. And then when I wrote my review, I kind of explained that, you know what, the, it's to the credit of that hotel that it looks like those two can be those two beaches are combined because they are not like if a local walks within five feet of the area designated as the uh, resorts security is mm. right there right now like they they know that's a potential issue or they know that people have complained about it so they're dealing with it so to me that's what I use the review for to see if it's a reasonable 
complained? Yeah, one of the things, you know, for us, what we do, like when we're just kind of dreaming and, and you're that sort of stuff, I do like the top 10 lists, uh, the top 10 attractions, top 10 um, Well, it's a starting that, point, yeah, right? Yeah, it, it yeah. is. Top 10 bed breakfast, top 10 hotels, whatever it is in that city and see if there's something that we're missing, especially, you know, for example, New Orleans, which we like to go to. So is there something different that we should be doing? Is there something else that we should be keeping an eye on? That sort of stuff. Oh, I wonder where this place is. Mm, I wonder what it says yeah. about this place. But I, you know... See, for me, I'm looking for something like the hotel has no Wi-Fi. Yeah. Like, okay, you know what? That's actually a deal breaker. Or, um, you know, I when it comes to complaints like uh, they didn't have a reservation mm-hmm. or we didn't get the room we asked for or the room was not ready when we checked in. Yeah, like well, those kind of... But that happens at every single yeah. resort. Yeah, you know. Brad's on the phone. Hey, Brad. Hi, how are you doing? Good. Good, what's going on? Well, I've got a business that I run in the city, and I really like Facebook reviews because, you know, you actually get to see who's a picture of who's mm-hmm. commenting, and, um, you know, it works for me because that was what in my line of business, I have to ask the customer, are you happy with this? And I actually ask them if, they're like, if they like the service I've provided, would they give me a review on Facebook? Obviously, they're happy with what they see, and they, they say, yes, absolutely, I'd love to do that for you. You know, let me ask you this. I'm curious, because you obviously yeah. read reviews. Now, do you also read, without, we don't need to know your business unless you want us to, but do you read Yelp reviews, TripAdvisor reviews, that kind of thing? I don't, but, I mean, I don't even, like, I don't even use those companies. Like, I mean... But do you read them for your business? No, because I don't think, I think they're obsolete. People don't, I don't think people are using Yelp anymore. Mm. To be honest with you, I I've never used Yelp, and I I could I could be wrong. People could be commenting on Yelp and saying yeah. good or bad things about my business, and I probably wouldn't know because I just I don't go there. I don't use Yelp at all. I don't use Yelp either. But I will tell you this, and again, I don't know your business, but um, the other thing I look at is how the business responds mm-hmm. to a bad review. Yeah, And I like to see how they manage a complaint because many businesses have a form. Like, we're, sh- we're sorry that our service did not meet your expectations and we hope you'll give us another chance to prove whatever. Mm-hmm. That worries open, me. Yeah, or an open-ended question is, how can I make this better for you? Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't mind sharing the business that I'm in. I'm in a pet waste removal company. And... You know, we make sure that the job we do is done to the best of the customer's liking, and then we make sure the gate is closed every time we leave the yard. <laughs> That's a very valid deals. point, you, yep. You would, not, you would not want somebody to have their pet lost or, you know, uh, get, get out of the gate if you left it open. So these yep. are some of the major things we... We, we want to do, and we're going to clean up the yard. So. Yeah, so I would admit that business obviously lo- doesn't fall in the... In but the, you know, you know these the scope g- of TripAdvisor. I don't so. know which which business this is, but I I have used these businesses in Edmonton, a couple of different ones. I just got to say, I love you guys. <laughs> Every springtime, I love you guys. I don't know which one you are, but I love you. Well, come try us out, Jalen. Um, uh, Jalen, it's uh, Duty Hunters. Oh, we Duty Hunters. Them. Okay, <laughs> haven't tried you guys. We did. Uh, yeah, come check us out next year. We'd love to clean up your yard. Gee, I think Call of Duty would have been better. Because I had, I've, I've used a canine ca- caddy, and I've used um, poop scoop and boogie. <laughs> <laughs> Duty hunters. Duty hunters. <laughs> These are all great names. I love, you know, this this business is very fun, 
and it's supposed to be, right? I mean, it's not something serious, but... Brad, I, I always wanted yeah. to do an interview with guys that did this job because obviously it's it's a job that I don't think a lot of folks want to do, but I'm seeing more and more businesses out there. Um, yeah. Is it their money to be made? Well, in the springtime, we do, we're basically a seasonal company. Yeah. Because we use, we use gas-powered machines and we suck all the waste up. We're not out there with rakes and dust pans. So we get in there, we make sure it's gone, any residues are gone. And, uh, you, you know, you'd be surprised when you go out there and you say, you know, the mess you had before and it's completely gone. Like, wow, we suck okay. it right up. Is, is there an option, Brad, to blow it over the fence of my neighbor? <laughs> <laughs> Well, then we'd be in a payback company, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we should talk a little further about that later. <laughs> hey, Brad, thanks for the call. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Take, Take care. Take care now. <laughs> <laughs> then you would call that aspect of the business call of duty. Just a heads up about this one. Uh, text came in and says, Hey, 630 Chad was in the North White Avenue area. Traffic lights down. Some don't know how to use them. Please mention that uh, this person said they were in the Parkside Tower Boardwalk building when a tree branch hit a power line, snapped the line. So mm, four-way stop. Yep, yeah, becomes a four-way stop. Yield to the car to your right. Uh, hey, uh, speaking of reviews, uh, just while with the seconds we have left here, then the other one that I really wonder about is the Twitter followers, the Instagram followers, and how many of those are legitimate? Yeah. There's, a, there's a few companies that offer service as to how reliable they are. They are. I can't. I, I can't speak on that. But I know a couple of years ago, I went. I used one and on my own account. Yeah. And um, found probably 900 or more yeah. what they considered fake followers, and I went through them one by one. And in some cases, they considered them a fake follower because they didn't have a profile. Mm-hmm. Pic. Which, but I knew from the name or the tweets that they, no, that's a legitimate person. Um, but I'm really grateful for doing it. There's really no point in having a whole bunch of no. bots following you, and I really don't know how I accumulated that many. But Twitter, on the other hand, I know is they're working very diligently to try and get yeah. rid of those. Right? Like it was about six weeks ago they did a big purge, and I lost yeah. I think about five hundred or six hundred. You said that that, that was crazy. Yep. See, yep. I, ju- I had already gone through mine previous to that, and I yep. lost probably a hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, but even that was a bit of an eye-opener. One morning, I just yeah. had 100 less than I had before. And it's funny because sometimes you do... I'm nosy, so I, you know, it gets identified as a fake account, and I click on it, and you look at their tweets, and you go, yeah, no kidding. Like, they, it, they'll be the same tweet every 24 yeah. oh, hours yeah. or so, yeah, yeah. or spelling is very bad, or it doesn't make sense, <laughs> or, you know, or their profile is, uh, you know, an interesting person and a picture of a woman on a beach in a bikini, and like, oh, okay, I don't know anybody like that (laughs) (laughs) what does that mean just leave it alone just leave it okay um eileen bell's going to have your four o'clock nobody like that's following me is a better way to put it okay news headlines uh coming up uh between four and four thirty your word of the day and then between four thirty and six justin timberlake tickets Mm. for you to win the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.